Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, folks of all ages. Uh, we are here to discuss the season finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And welcome to a brand new episode this week. This is the fun- the finale, the last episode, episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the second Marvel Disney Plus show we have uh, experienced so far this year in 2021. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot to break down here, and and thank you guys for joining us. Um, we're gonna kind of take it slow, and I just want to ask my friend right off the bat, uh, Frank. Yes. Did you think that you know the finale lived up to your expectations? What did you What did you think? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. <laughs> yes, I feel you, my friend. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think it, just to sum it up before spoilers, there's great action. Yeah. I think. Um, some of the character arcs in development pay off, but some don't. And it, it, to, to me, it, it feels like, uh, either incomplete or, um, and we can get into this later, like, whereas WandaVision felt like an idea and the idea was done. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think this idea is done. Well, we well that's what's been interesting about the Disney Plus shows, right? I think we're all used to the idea of every season is going to be a continuing season, you know, for X amount of time. But there are also shows that are, you know, great one-offs. And mm-hmm. I think WandaVision was thoroughly rooted in the Watchmen one-off kind of model. Right. That felt specific and true to the character and true to the source material as best as they could. Um, whereas this feels open-ended and you know I, I don't know it just it feels like there's chunks missing out of it and and that may be <laughs> but it, you know, it also kind of feels like um i mean the plot threads are are are, are done like they wrap up like the majority of the story here uh but yes. it's just it, it yeah which kind of in my mind is almost like like it's the com- like the first arc of a comic book series. It's like okay, this is what you've got, and now like we're gonna keep going and see what else there is to be told. Um, I'm sp- totally there with you. Yeah. These are almost like reset origin stories. Yes, like that they can go like okay, like you're familiar with these characters. Well, great, we're gonna show you a whole new side of them or something you've never really experienced with this character before, and then we can kind of go on from there. Right. And I think that's definitely a, maybe how I'm going to set my expectations going forward with these shows into the future, uh, because I don't think that they have um, I don't think that they set up the these endings of these shows the way that the Marvel movies do in that they usually leave you with a good idea of where the characters um, pieces on the game board. Right. So mm-hmm. think of Thor Ragnarok. Right. Like so. The whole movie, you're getting this crazy, colorful action, you know, experience. It's rock and roll. It's got crazy synths and heavy metal and stuff. And then you get to find out exactly where we leave Thor before we get to uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Whereas to me, like, this is very open ended. And yes, we have a new Captain America, but he's now off to go on new adventures. We're not we don't know what part of the plot of the big overarching Marvel story he's in. We just know he's now the acting Captain America. Right. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, if you have been watching this yeah. show <laughs> and you watch, did, decided to listen to episode six before watching episode six, 
sorry, you're a moron. But yeah, that's. <laughs> but also, you could see this coming. I mean, that's what I think is kind of interesting about this show, in that they decided that while yes, they could just have Chris, not Chris, Steve, give <laughs> yep. Sam the shield at the end of an End Game. And he could just be Captain America the next time we see him. They said, we want to watch this and show this story or tell this story about why it's complicated for a black man to take up the shield, take up that mantle. And and in order to do that, they needed to have some sort of plot. <laughs> yeah, they needed to have some sort of bridging material so yeah. that it makes sense. And. You're 100% right about that. Maybe that's a good way to look at it for me. Um, but, you know, just getting into this episode, I think that um, it was interesting to not see a whole bunch of crazy shit on Twitter being like, this is a crazy episode. This is awesome. This is so cool. Because there just wasn't that. Hmm. And I think that, you know, people are definitely, we're learning as we go with these, of course. But I think you know, we're just adjusting what our expectations are going to be per show. And that, you know, going forward, you know, I think we should expect just character development and not really understanding what the overarching plot is necessarily just yet because they haven't let us know. <laughs> and, you know, we're just kind of like floating out in the netherworld. I think Loki could have some more answers, but again, that's just purely speculation. Um, but right. let's get into this episode. I, I think that the first half of this episode really is shines very, very well. And it does deliver on some of the action that, you know, you come to expect from a show like this. Um, it also felt very inspired by the third act of The Dark Knight, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, where you have a lot of pieces moving. You have a lot of people in different situations and we're going to be following, you know, kind of unraveling somebody's grand plan you know it was interesting to see that right and you know it it's kind of set up by the events of, of the end of last week and so we're diving pretty much right into the action everything's taking place at night which is really interesting um uh i mean i, I guess like we have some of that in like winter soldier or whatever but it's it's cool and it's like it's pretty clear like that's one thing like sometimes i get really bothered when when they have show uh, like action sequences at, at night or in the rain or whatever. It's like, you can't tell what the hell's going on. Like it was, it was very nice and clear, bright New York city. Like, <laughs> um, yep. so that was good. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I like the way that they handled it. Like, you know, last week we see Sam with the, the case and everyone's like, what's he going to have? And so to subtly reveal the wings by seeing him fly overhead was really cool. And then just like, the way that he breaks through the glass with the shield and, and his like superhero landing shot was great. I mean, it's what you want. You want to see him like owning, owning the mantle and saying, Nope, I'm captain America now. <laughs> yeah. And you, you definitely get that. I think the costume is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, it also, it's like, that's like super comic accurate, right? That's like the, like very recent. I believe so. Um, like that looks like, it's it's very nice. I like the shoulder pads on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it felt uh, it feel it feels good. I, I want him to have some kind of head protection, but you know, maybe yeah. he'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think listen, the the final Captain America Falcon costume is 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 really awesome, and I think it's going to be great to see for years to come. 
I think how they did the cap costume from, you know, year to year, movie to movie, change it up a little bit, um, do different nuances here and there. Um, I think they could definitely do that with this kind of a costume. And um, I'm very excited to see him be cap in in an Avengers. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, give him some upgrades. Like, like I remember, I guess was it in age of Ultron when cap got the little magnetic thing for his shield. It's like, it's really evident that he doesn't have that. It's like, uh, nervous when he drops it and he has to go go get it it's like no you need to get that thing to return to you like mjolnir yes (laughs) Um, exactly so maybe he'll get that little thing like like you said maybe some sort of helmet uh but it's exciting it it looks really cool and it you know what it's i i saw some stuff on the internet last week about and i mean this is a big big conversation that we don't need to have right now about the whole iron patriot uh moniker that debacle sure that whole thing that happened and then you know from iron man 3 and that that's what this does not feel like falcon getting a paint job like that's not that's not what this is it's not just like a refresh of like oh yeah you're just falcon with the stars and stripes no like he's Mm. he's merged his like identities together of you know like well i i i need these wings i really helps me do his work. I mean, cause he's not a super soldier and he, and he's really good with the wings. It would be like kind of a, you know, using some of your best asset, like not using your best assets. Right. Like, it's, right. He's no, like I get so, you such a skilled fighter with them. Yeah. Well, that's his, you know, that's kind of his superpower, right. Is he understands how to fly. Like yeah. he, he can, he can kind of do it and he knows how to use them strategically in these battles we've seen in the show where you know he's even on the ground and he's still using the jet to move around uh-huh. and is now using the vibranium wings for um defense and they're totally bulletproof and they seem to sync up really nicely with the shield yeah. to give him some really nice action beats and you know it also felt to me um a little bit like the end of a spider-man uh movie where you see spider-man kind of going through new york city and different uh, parts of New York City reacting to the action that's you know happening, yeah. specifically the part on the bridge, and uh, that's very cool. It was fun to see you know them kind of get to do that. Something I wish they did in Marvel a little bit more that I thought that they were going to get into uh, in after season after episode two of this show, which is similar to the Amazon show The Boys, is to see how the Avengers interact with the media a little bit more, and mm-hmm. that you know there is a certain presence that these guys definitely have in the media that I think would have been interesting to see kind of play out simultaneously. Like we don't really have the daily bugle or like the daily planet as like, as it would exist, you know, years ago, but I still think it would have been interesting to kind of have to deal with, um, and what a great way to do a JK Simmons cameo, like just to have them discussing like these superhero antics and, and what that all means and have that, kind of the discussion that we're having kind of pointed out there. I don't know. That's just me. Well, I mean, they kind of do. It's not like he's not being interviewed, but he's definitely on camera and they're broadcasting what he's saying. Well, that's, uh, a, on, on that's a very good scene. Yeah. that's And I think, again, the first half of this episode where we're dealing with Carly and we're, you know, ultimately killing her, um, you know, up until the point where Sam has the conversation on TV – I think that's very strong. I think the resolution and kind of where they leave this show is is weird. Hmm. Um, but I want to say this before we get any further. I, I feel like we, we knew that things were going to be affected by COVID. I just didn't think we would know what. 
want to talk to you about this for a hot second. I think this ending, the finale of a show in New York City, feels very affected by COVID in that we've seen this kind of thing play out in these movies before, and you can see kind of how big the scale gets. And this felt very contained and very small and very controlled by what that they what they could do now and what they can't. And mm. do you think that this show probably suffered from some COVID problems? Or do you think that this is just the reality of the show and we shouldn't think about it like that? It, it could be both. Um, I guess I just... Are you talking like, did you expect him to be like flying around Manhattan, like and seeing all the like iconography and stuff like that? Or is it? Well, they could have just done that CG. I'm more talking about pulling back and showing the crowd. I'm talking about more um, civilians in in Jeopardy. I'm talking about showing what the guy's hostage situation was a little bit more clearly um, it that's, just that's felt true. like whenever you were going to get a big group shot that we needed to have some talky talky parts, it wasn't a big group shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't exactly remember where, it, where it was supposed to be in Manhattan, but it, yeah, you would think there'd be a lot more people around <laughs> like, like they did what they could and you do have them rescuing people and you do have some reaction shots and like, it's kind of cool to have that like oh, people cheering on, like, your superhero, right? Like, we don't right. even get that all that much in, in Marvel movies. So f- for them to have that here was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, no, it, it doesn't feel on the same scale as, like, a Spider-Man. Absolutely not. <laughs> it, it really didn't. It was like, oh, this is this is TV. <laughs> this is this is not this is not one of the movies. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip the next bit here. I want to talk about um, Cap's speech a little bit. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think this is it's hard for Marvel to nail a talkie talkie part. I think that they, you know, I think that they shy away from doing this kind of philosophizing in a lot of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this was great. And I really appreciated um, the prescientness of how it feels, you know, after covid, but oh also God. how we're dealing with today's, you know, racial climate and that it's fucking crazy, you know? Yeah, it's. It, it's really astounding and it is. And, you know, I think, I think the writing was done excellently. It, it paid off everything that they were talking about throughout the show, but like mostly, um, in the context of, from, from last week and what it means for him to, to be captain America, but then also kind of simultaneously, you know, reacting to, to Carly and the flag smashers and, you know, the way that they keep talking them as terrorists and refugees and all these labels that get put on them. I thought his like comparisons to of like the power that the government had like to, (laughs) to like Thanos (laughs) and uh, like super soldiers and stuff. It's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, this is, he's right in so many ways. And uh, it is definitely, a, a mirror to our culture, right? Like how much power the government has of what they could do and what they choose to do and what they aren't doing. Um, so yeah, that felt very relevant. Um, it, uh, it was a little weird, like that it was happening the way it did and that like, they're having this like argument on live TV pretty much. Like, like normally these conversations take place in like a conference room or like, I'm just thinking back to like civil war where like they having the arguments about the, the Sokovia Accords or, or even like um, Robert Redford's character in Winter Soldier, where they're like 
up there in, in the Triskelion kind of thing. Like it, it was cool for it to be out in public and like whoever the Senator guy is like that they keep talking about, like, I like, I, I don't know. I, it made me nervous. Cause like sometimes I, I feel like a public figure like that would deflect way more and, um, you know, even, even call him out for being like, you're not Captain America or something like that. So I'm glad that. Oh, for sure. That. This conversation doesn't happen in real life. No. Not in our society. No, no, no. But in, you know, in a situation, in a world where the snap has happened or the blip and you, you know, you're kind of dealing with this major refugee problem and, you know, we have, you know, people creating, you know, false alternate realities in New Jersey. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> um, you know, people could be. I think a little bit less um, guarded and maybe more, um, you know, proponed to, you know, to be in the moment and to react uh, more earnestly with the time that they have as opposed to feeling like, oh, shit, like, you know, we have to be PC and we can't, you know, say what we feel like. No, we're bad guys. We're going to say what we feel right out loud. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. And, you know, it's I well. God damn, do I miss Gary Shandling in the MCU, man. He was so fun to have mm -hmm. just somebody who is like we know as so silly and so funny to be, you know, like this big senator guy. And then the way that they used him. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now, like, you know, I hope that this guy is he's interesting. And it was also interesting. He got a lot to do in the show. Right. Like he takes away Captain America's Captain America-ness. Um, he's the guy, you know, fucking up all the refugee shit. And then he also gives, um, you know, uh, Sharon Carter, you know, back her citizenship and a full pardon and, um, you know, her old job back even. Yeah. You uh, know, and it's fine. I, I just I don't know who he is. <laughs> like, I don't know what his right. senator. What's his name? I don't know if he's a guy from the comics or whatever, but, you know, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. And the thing is, like, whereas in the past or in a movie, this would have been like a a William Hurt kind of character or something, but maybe, maybe oh, he's like, don't even, but I'm just, I'm thinking like we needed to have that. Like, but I guess the thing yes. is like the general public knows who this guy is, right? Like, you know, like this is, this is basically uh captain America talking to the mayor or general Cuomo and uh, not general <laughs> governor Cuomo, you know, like well, he would like that. Title. <laughs> like this is a public fi figure that you know, and you hear from all the time. And so to see the superhero talking to him, like, could you imagine? Like, that's that's what's going on here. So while we still are kind of fuzzy on what, what his deal is and all of his politicalness, it's like we they have. No, this you're right. I think Thunder. I think Thunderbolt Ross was sorely missed here. I think he was a big fan favorite that he that was supposed to show up in this series. And he did not. Yeah, because he really is very crucial to a lot of the characters that come next. <laughs> Uh, specifically Baron Zemo and the Thunderbolts and that there's a whole, you know, kind of uh, X-Force style of, you know, um, mercenary kind of Avenger people who are, you know, have a whole new brand. And I thought that they were kind of teeing that up here. It was interesting that he didn't come in, mm -hmm. but I could also understand that he'd gotten a lot of heat, right? Like, so he was moving up the chain. And then by the time he's in Infinity War, he's a high reporting secretary, you know, uh, People lose those jobs. You know, that that happens. Right. Um, yeah. We don't know what happened to him. I mean, we know that he at least survived the blip because um, he was around in the middle. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's like, it's it goes with the um, 
the presidencies and the candidacies. Like, like if if the president was was there, and then you know you get a new regime and he's out of his job, it's just the way things go. And so maybe he's retired on a beach somewhere. But um, it would be interesting to see if he's actually involved with the stuff on the raft uh, again. Um, but we'll I'm see. thinking he is. I'm thinking the raft's going to be important. Yeah, you know, they when they introduced it, I guess it was in Civil War, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they name drop it here again. It's like, oh, I mean, obviously we knew that's where Zemo was going. So it's like, oh, they're sending the super soldiers to the raft. Oh, man, they're all going to be together. No. Nope. Um, so let's spend some time. So we talked about cap speech. I think it's, you know, again, super poignant. And, um, you know, one of the scenes that they absolutely nail in this series Um a scene I didn't think that they nailed is the death of Carly Morgenthau and Batrock. <laughs> and I think that this seemed a little bit rushed, a little bit unfulfilled, maybe. Um, I get where they were going with making um, Sharon Carter the power broker. We knew it the whole time. Good job, Frank. Yay. Uh, <laughs> you did great. It was a perfect call. Uh, you know, but... Again, I, I think we're also maybe they're just moving away entirely from the idea of a must mustache twirling monologue, like the whole idea that we were going to get why Sharon Carter and how Sharon Carter became the power broker. Maybe that's on us for looking for, you know, like maybe we have to start thinking more critically about how we take it in. Like if we're going to be critical of it, let's be critical of ourselves. Like would it? Would it have changed anything to learn how Sharon Carter and why Sharon Carter became the power broker than to see her kind of play it out here? What well, do you think? Um, I don't know. I think it may still come because the thing is, like, oh. her, her identity is still a secret. Um, and so, you know, I think there's going to whenever it comes out um, and maybe we were expecting it would come out you know, to, to Sam and Bucky in this episode, maybe that's on us, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's still, well, cause she's going to have to tell them or they're going to find out at some point and there's going to be like, how, why, what? <laughs> yeah. And then we're we'll going to need that. to know, we're going to need to know what happened. Um, I, I think, you know, deciding that we don't need to know what happened. Like I, I understand for the sake of the time of the show, like that there's other shit that we have to do. Um, I don't know. Could he use that? In my opinion. Yeah. Batrock also, Batrock is a is a good character, you know. I just don't think that this the fight sequence with him had the same power as and and again I know that this is a separate universe as the same power as, you know, Batman fighting um the Joker at the end of Dark Knight or Batman fighting Bane at the end of Dark Knight Rises where you're getting these it's a it's a totally physical fight. These are non-superpowered guys but they are going to brawl and you're going to feel every fucking punch. It just felt like, it just felt like, okay, cool. They're fighting. I know it, who's going to win. Yeah. It was very like, it, it, it was distracting from the plot, right? Like the fact that he was there was to, uh, distract Sam. And so like their whole fight, it just like ends because he has to fly away and go, you know, rescue some people. And, and that's fine, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, did I feel like that this fight was any better than um, the one at the top of the show or the one in in Winter Soldier? Mm, not really. It just was cool to see Sam using, you know, his his new gear and everything. 
And so, uh, I mean, I understand why they they killed him off and they killed off Carly in that same sequence just because it's sure Sharon can keep her her secret because those two people knew it. Um, so that was that was a good power move. <laughs> but definitely. Um, yeah. It, See what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ultimately, if we're talking about like Batrax, whatever, he's he was just a cool character. He didn't have a lot to to do. But Carly, like her arc here feels kind of man. But like yeah, that I was kind of all, all along. I, I mean, even last week we were like, what is their plan? And like, obviously their plan is to to stop this GRC vote. But like even it, in even in Zemo in Civil War, every 30 to 45 minutes, you have a cut of him on the cell phone calling the voicemail and you're building up to the reveal that all these people are dead. Right. Right. So like once you kind of we establish who Carly is and we know that she's a bad guy and we know that, you know, what her kind of idea is here. You know, I think, again, I think some backstory would have been useful here to kind of get an idea of her motivation, you know, mm -hmm. to see her struggling, give her a Han Solo style backstory where she's an orphan and it's very hard in the, well, you know, living in the life that she did. I just don't think that these characters were developed enough. No, they weren't. And, and especially like the rest of the, the flag smashers that we've seen their faces a lot throughout the show, but we don't know anything. They about have no them. names. They have no names. And, um, they keep talking about this this time during the blip and that like i said the other week like maybe it would have been beneficial to see that and see what was going on and just some flashbacks um to have more context of, of why they're doing what they're doing and you know you can even see the rest of her crew getting disillusioned throughout the whole episode and like you know the thing is like she's not necessarily like super crazy she's like a little off hinged but you know definitely not as as much as john walker it's it just like she's very committed to her her cause and i don't know i i didn't feel like she was all that threatening like you know she there are a couple moments where like action is set off that you're like oh they gotta save this it's like okay you know they are they gonna drop a bus on bucky man probably not like <laughs> yeah. but like um yeah. So RIP Carly. I mean, it, it was her arc was what it was. And it, 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 it ultimately it was, it was fun to watch her. Uh, you know, I, I thought she would have been a good person to keep going. You know, yeah. she looks um, I think her look and feel is good. I think her general characterization is, is there. I, I think she needed some more shading and some more color, more colorization. Like she just needed more uh um, she needs more backstory. She needs something. I don't know. I'm right. sorry. Like but, the, but what, when he's carrying her out, you're supposed to feel something there that like, because they, they made her sympathetic along the way, but it's just like, okay, well that's put that. them on a date. Like make it like that would have <laughs> been interesting, you know, like maybe put them on a blind date in the beginning of like the first or second episode where uh, she's trying to get Intel about Falcon and like he, they don't, they don't know each other. Do it like a Catwoman thing. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that's so, a great idea, but here's what I'm thinking. So I think we're going to say that the first half of the show, the action part, the cap speech part, we're generally on board with that. We think it was executed well and, and really, um, was good. I think where it, it's interesting for us and where I think that fans usually look for fan service or, um, fan payoffs is, really at the end of these shows, at the end of these episodes, to kind of see 
what's coming down the pike, what's coming down the line. This is where we can kind of um, begin to get some kind of idea of, of where phase four is going, which we still have no idea about. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it's it's both exciting and frustrating at the same time, right? Like it's it's nice to not be locked into an infinity stone, right? Like we're oh, not yeah. worried about some MacGuffin that we need to go get, or where is this one? Why haven't we seen this one yet? Or is this one going to show up? Is Steve really the soul stone? Like, no, 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 we're not worried about that right now. <laughs> but like what we're, what we're trying to figure out is like, what the, what are they going to do now? Right? Like we've seen this great Epic story play out. It's crazier than we could ever have imagined. They nailed it better than DC will ever be able to do it. What can they, how, how are we going to move forward? And like, I get, maybe what we should be really thinking about. And I think I'm definitely going to bring into our discussion about Loki is that this is a, a character reset. We are resetting the characters so that they can move forward after the fact. Um, yeah. but let's talk about some of the setup now. So I think an easy one to start with is with Zemo. Yes. Um, so the bad flag smasher guys, the superpowered beings are being moved. Um, from New York City at a certain point. They're put into an armored van, and then we see that van blow up, and then we pull to uh, Zemo's Alfred, and then we pull to the raft. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Uh... <laughs> it's pretty silly, but again, they did a great job characterizing Zemo in this show. Absolutely. You know, like, and they said, you know what? Like, This is somebody who we can, you know, who is established but let's let's enrich them and i think if anything else that's what the show did the best was giving zemo a couple of other sides and also se seeing him continue his mission yeah and it's like just because he uh was captured uh you know it gives, it gives a little bit more context and kind of like what you said last week like him going to get captured uh makes sense now because it doesn't mean that he can't do the things he wants to do Definitely. <laughs> he was still able to pull those strings. It, it is a little surprising to me that this butler guy was capable of enough. I want to know more about this butler guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, he also, well, I guess I don't know. The the, the police officer that like, closed the, the door and like says one world, one people, like like that was also a weird beat because it's like, are we like, they have like a false sense of security. Like, oh, we're about to get out. And like, no, you're getting blown up. <laughs> Like, yep. is like, are we supposed to believe that that police officer was working with the butler or did the butler do this whole <laughs> thing? I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. Um, you know, so the stuff that this show that you want to see in this show, you don't see. And the stuff that you do see in the show, you're like, what? What do we see? So comic booky to me. That was very funny. It um, was. It did feel very comic book panel-y. It did. <laughs> it felt like out of Civil War. Yeah. Right. Like a like a three page paneler, you know, like you have a big. Splash page in the, in the second with the Who explosion. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on here? Um, uh. Okay, so then Zemo, we leave him on the raft. He's smiling. He's happy. He's fulfilled. Um, up to new hijinks again. I'm sure this is not the last we've seen of Daniel Brühl and his no. Zemo. Again, what a great get for the MCU. I, I'm excited to have him keep coming back. Excited to see how he returns um, in whatever context he looks like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, please keep him around. Um, let's fast forward on to, uh, one, um, what's this guy's name? What's the actor's name? Uh, um, Wyatt Russell, Wyatt Russell, Mr. Uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Not so much Captain America anymore. 
Um, so he makes his shield out of steel and he does a little fighty fighty with Carly. Right. Um, and I think that that is actually one of the more tense, exciting parts is I was like, Oh, is he going to try to kill her? That's actually convincing, uh, you know, storyline. I'm like, Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, when he didn't, and we kind of see him just kind of fade away in the background, um, is like, okay, that's, that's peculiar. Um, but we do know kind of what's really going on here, and that involves our, you know, the beautiful Julia Louis-Dreyfus returning. Yeah. Um, and really, I think, I mean, could she be the big bad? Like, She or, may be. <laughs> she may like, be. Uh, it, it's kind of unclear. They haven't really um, given us enough to say, like, oh, she's Hydra or she's this or that. Like, we we know she's doing something and working with someone but we don't really know like to to john she seems like this you know not altruistic necessarily i think he probably gets a little bit that she's not like but they're meeting in like these like public spaces right i think he's fooled i don't think he understands yet. i i don't think he understands it absolutely not and, and the fact that like she ke- <laughs> she keeps talking to the wife <laughs> It's like trying to sell the wife on the it's like you're you get like a used car salesman or like a salesman to your door. Like, yeah, you, you want to buy this toaster? Like, that's kind of what it feels like. Like, it, it, it also feels interesting because I thought for a couple of beats that maybe the wife didn't exist, that maybe the wife was like a figment of John's imagination. Uh, yeah, um, been interesting. but I, I don't think that she is. I think she's real now. She's real. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah. The. The comic accurate costume looks cool. It what does. they do with that co- comic accurate costume is going to be should be way cooler. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like how she says it. She's like, "We don't need another Captain America. Things are about to get weird. We need a U.S. agent." Yeah, and I think that that's that's as much as they're going to give us, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> well, and it's I think it works, and you know, like okay, we've got our moment. Like you got to get that the. Like similar to like, okay, now we have a Scarlet Witch. It's like you got to get that those comic-y names in here. Um, sure. And like, I, I kind of like the way that they handled John this week. Like, you see him a little unhinged, like at the end of last week, setting up his shield and everything. And he, he's got that rage in him. And then he finally, for a second, pulls back a bit and is heroic again. And so you see this character in the gray, and you just like. Then they, they're working together. It was a little weird that, like, oh, you know, he's kind of allowed to be out in public and doing this stuff after he got, like, dishonorably discharged. <laughs> like, uh, well, but, it's, it's also yeah. interesting, like, the jurisdiction, you know? Like, yeah. so they, like, so nobody took his costume? Like, nobody was like, excuse me, sir, you, knew long, you no longer have clearance to own this. This goes back to the government. Well, I, I so, guess maybe they did, but then she made him a new one. Yeah, it would, it would um, seem harder to like change the black, uh, the blue to black. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that would be see that. Hmm. Uh, but what I think they could do here, and what I'm hoping they're setting up, is that Julia Louis Dreyfus is is we're gonna see like some really kick ass acting out of her over the next couple of years. Here, we know yeah. that she can do it. We mm-hmm. know that she's hilarious comedically, and she's killing the comedy bits. But I'm excited to see her like lose her shit. Like that, that's really what I kind of want. Like, I kind of want to see her like a plan goes wrong with 
John Walker and she's just like berating him and then kills him. Like, yeah. let's see some if she's going to be Blofeld, let's make her Blofeld, you know, like. Yeah. And she needs to she needs to have that kind of um, that power and that threat level so that we don't trust her and we don't know what's going on. We don't know enough about her yet. Right. Um, well, and all signs are pointing to like the fact that she may still show up in Black Widow like like. Everything oh, I've she's seen. definitely she's definitely going to. Yeah, it, whether she's in the the main movie or it's a, another post credit scene that we don't know, but um, we will be seeing her soon. And it, and it, which to me signifies that it's not just like oh, she's a threat of the Disney Plus level shows. Like she's going to be coming and she's going. She's a new big bad. Yeah, um, which is great. Um, okay, so, so go ahead. Where do you want to go here? Um, I mean, I think the 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 Sharon stuff, like I, it, we can talk about the post credits scene. I think uh, here. Um, oh boy, was this underwhelming! <laughs> oh boy, um, you know, I have higher expectations than this, um, and I think that even with Wandavision, the post credit scene that we get there is fulfilling. It's a new costume. It's it sets her up for where we're going to see her come back again. It gives you a good, it feels like the MCU. This felt very, you know, mid credit scene part one. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, I think this as a scene is fine. Did it need to be the post or mid credit scene? Because we only get one. I don't know. I, I think we could have seen this before credits dropped because, again, we've been assuming all along she's a power broker. We So when it comes to to the middle of the episode when we get that reveal, it's okay. Okay. We know, I mean, you've been teasing it, <laughs> get on yep. with it. And so for, again, for her to get pardoned is also not surprising because they said that's going to happen at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, for however, like to have this phone call at the end, be like, Oh, we now have access to all of these secrets. And did did It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like show us the other side of the phone call like show us the hand of the to? other side of the phone call yeah i um, think what they're gonna do and i think could be setting up here is mr sinister mm. um which is an x-men villain that was teased but never done and, and if, i think if we're that, talking madripoor that works i think that's what they're i think that's what they're trying to set up that's if if i'm gonna go deep polls and i'm gonna say who i think it is i think it's mr sinister but that's and maybe that's why they need to to play it cool. <laughs> like sure. they need to like, if they're going to introduce more of the, the X-Men stuff, they got, they probably needed to pace themselves and they probably, when they were in development of the show, even still, they, they may not have been able to like actually pull that trigger. Um, totally. So yeah, totally. Uh, would I have rather had a different mid credit scene? Yes. Would I have liked to have also a post credit scene? Absolutely. So it just felt like they, they decided not to go anywhere. And, um, yeah. It's, so uh, can I say a scene I was really hoping for that we didn't get? Cause yeah. now we're, we've done kind of all the other characters and now we kind of get to focus on our, on our bros here. Yeah. I was really hoping for a scene where Falcon negotiates himself a contract. Ooh. Yeah. And, and I think that would have been really cool to kind of show how he would be like, well, if I'm the new Captain America, I'm the boss, right? And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. He's like, well, if the Avengers are part of the U.S. government and we're going to comply with the Sokovia Accords, uh, I want a contract and I want to be able to sign people and I want to be able to pay them X amount of money per year. And I want to be able to 
you know, put them up and have jurisdiction over the Avengers facility. I think that that would have really, it would have been a cool scene. It would have been something we'd never expected, but it also would have corrected, which is the fault that he hasn't, he doesn't have any money. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, again, I think, what do you think? I, I think the, the blurring of the Captain America role and the Avengers leader role. I don't, again, cause I don't think there are Avengers right now. <laughs> and I don't think, even Sam necessarily is like, oh, I want to go recruit Avengers because he's not. The Avengers are there for the, the big level threats. And right now we don't know or see. I mean, I know they want to be prepared, but in these, I don't know, whatever. Um, I think the money aspect would have been great because they did tease that earlier and say like, OK, <laughs> we don't get paid. <laughs> so to have something like that would have been cool, um, even at the end, because, you know, when he shows up. Uh, and he's talking to the senators and everyone and, uh, you know, having his speechy speech and he's got the shield. Like I, I was, I was wondering if they'd be like, well, we wanted John to give that back. You, you know, but I think they recognize it's like, okay, he had it. He decided to give it up. He's taking it back. He clearly saved the day here. He was our hero that we needed. Oh, um, this is such white convenience. Like, oh, you have the costume and the shield already? You can be Captain America. We don't have to do anything? Perfect. Right. You know? Yeah. It's easier on them. Less of a spend. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Let's... I want to talk about Bucky. Um, Bucky. So, Sebastian Stan, I think, acted the shit out of this show. I think if anybody is warranted of a nomination and potentially a win, it's probably him. Um, just because of the different amounts of face that this guy gives, like, holy shit, does this guy act with his fucking face? Wow. <laughs> like, and that's why I think he'd be a great Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah. I think we've seen a lot of moody, bitchy Luke. And I think that now that Luke <laughs> is a full on Jedi, you get more, uh, subdued Luke. And we've seen and a I lot of moody, bitchy Bucky, <laughs> you know, and I, I think he can kind of do both, you know, <laughs> and, he gets to play uh, the fun. I mean, we, we just covered uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Go check that episode out. Like he's like really fun in that first half of that movie and very silly. Is. And so uh, you, th throughout the show, we got that again with him um, as he's come to terms with everything and that more lighthearted side of him again. Um, you know, we've been watching this guy in the movies for 10 years. Yeah. We've been watching this guy in the movies for 10 years. Yeah. And I think that he, you know, he gets it. It's it's interesting. I do you remember a couple of years ago? This is right after Civil War. Uh, Sebastian Stan is at a press screening, or he's at some sort of screening, and he got a little cocky, got a little big in his britches, and he's like, "Do you want to see me be Captain America?" And the crowd's going wild, and he's like getting himself all hyped up and whatever. Yeah, I think that was kind of the nail on the coffin for him being Cap. Um, maybe. and not that that maybe would have been ever, but I think that I don't, we know how Marvel reacts to like press stuff. And when you say shit in the media and how Disney reacts to it, yeah. um, go look that up. It's an, it was an interesting little beat. Um, but what I think regardless of whether or not he be, he becomes cap, I think that's irrelevant now. I think like he is very much a, a big part of the heart of this character um, and he's so charismatic that he had to, he, they're like, let's, we're going to do a big deal with you. And you get to be this character until you don't want to be him anymore. Right. Like that, that like kind of like the Hemsworth deal, I think where it's like, dude, like we love you. You're perfect for this as many times as you want to go, you can go, but 
you know, eventually you're going to have to get out with the ride, but you don't have to do it until you're ready to. You get to choose. Yeah. And, you know, I think this this story for him was a natural uh, progression. Um, you know, we get to see him go through with with the book and making amends and everything. So like that, that worked for me. Um, I, I, I loved, and we, and we knew this was going to come that he, uh, told the, the truth to the, the father. Um, I think that was yes. super important. And, um, you know, his, I think the reaction is, is done well. Uh, but and then it's just like, he, he gets to, to watch from the sidelines and he's not going to insert himself back into that like i thought it would have been weird if he like went inside and was like all right so you want to get a drink (laughs) like no i think that's no you're yeah i think it was in the same way we got the isaiah bradley redux i I think it would have been a little bit okay for there to be a little bit more discussion about that scene and i'm not saying i'm criticizing it all but like just you know maybe to say like well you know my son's been dead a long time. Like I've moved on. You can move on too. like something as easy as that. Sure. Just like another but, line or two. Uh, again, just felt a little bit rushed. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's, you know, he's one of my favorite parts of the, of the, of this show. I think he did a great job. I'm excited for him to keep coming back, excited what he gets to do next. Mm-hmm. And it's, hmm. this is different. Hmm. It's different than like, um, I was thinking about this earlier the Captain America family of characters is the closest thing we have to like the bat family in the MCU. Yes. Where you have like this, these, all these different sidekicks and, um, affiliates and friends who are related or tangentially related to the character. And they all kind of have this kind of family together. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I like what he brings to the table in this. So and now we can move on to the an, titular guy. Yeah, well, uh, I just have an interesting thought. Like if if Falcon is becoming Captain America here, mm-hmm. don't you think we need to get rid of the name Winter Soldier at this point? Because like he doesn't mm-hmm. like he when he says like, oh, the Winter Soldier killed killed your son. It's like, I, that was me. And I guess part of it is owning that that's him. But like, does he really want to be known as that in, in the public? Like, I, I don't know. I'm mm. mixed. Like, I know that, uh, the Wakandans call him white wolf. Like maybe it, I thought it would have been interesting if like, maybe this is getting ahead of it. But at the end we see the, the, the title card and it's now Captain America and the winter soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it have been interesting to show like an evolution of his character into a new moniker too? Well, something that MCU is sorely going to need. And and I think that they, maybe we should start figuring out a plan for them (laughs) is in, 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 and we love just because it's, it's tangential, right? The Watchmen source material in that, in, in the, you know, in Watchmen, there's a guy who writes a book about being a superhero called Under the Hood. Yes. And he kind of does an expose about the Minutemen and explaining kind of who and what they were and what they did. And we don't really have that in the MCU. And I think it's it's interesting to hear Bucky say to the guy, um, the Winter Soldier killed your son, as if that's like a character, right? Like if if the media and the world knows who the winter soldier is, as we saw a little bit in civil war, like, is it because that they know that like he killed Kennedy and like, he's like behind 
all of these crazy murders? Like, is that also a part of what the general public knows about that? Like, again, I thought that this show could have used, and I thought that they were alluding to it in the second episode, like how the media deals with the Avengers and how they deal with the superheroes, you know, playing out in our society. Yeah. Uh, we really need, I think that they definitely could have used that. We need the pulse, the show, the, the comic exactly. book series, the pulse. Like that would be awesome. Uh, that would be a cool way to bring back Jessica Jones if you want to do that, or just have somebody. Because I mean, that, that's the thing about like you know, on the Superman side of things, like uh, the reporterness that that's so crucial, yes. and so that exists in so many ways. I mean, have, when are we gonna get uh, Peter Parker to? I mean, I, I know that the thing about like him being. A kid has been very important to this character arc, but like maybe we need to age him up and have him get a job at at, at the Daily Bugle or or some other because that one seems a little crazy in this universe. Um, right. Like to be a, a to get that side of things, I think that was always something that was really done well um, in the original movies. So yeah, that, I think that would be cool. Um, talking about the. Uh, the presence of a perception to the general public, though, I realize we kind of forgot it in our notes. The whole um, Isaiah Bradley arc comes to conclusion here. Um, this is the best thing they nailed about Falcon and yeah. Sam Wilson and Anthony Mackie. This is what this is where the show shines. Yes. OK, um, I think that they. I think we knew that there was going to be some racial elements in this show. I didn't think I didn't know how deep that they were going to go. Yeah. Um, but I think that they picked a good, uh, they picked a good, um, uh, foundation to build off of, right. That they were like, if we talk about Isaiah and make him, you know, part of this super serum, um, discussion and, and kind of open up what this means, we can really have kind of all of the discussions that they wanted to have. I, I think they did a very good job of this. So yeah. what ends up happening is, is after uh, Sam Wilson becomes Captain America, he goes to the people at the Smithsonian, which is very cool and says, Hey man, like we need to build a new wing in the Captain America exhibit <laughs> where we're going to show this controversial thing. Yeah. And I think that the way that they do it is is tasteful. It's very impactful. And if you know what they're talking about, you know what they're talking about, which I think they're kind of hinting at um, the African-American Museum at the Smithsonian. I think that they're talking about the Tuskegee um, pilots. I think that they're talking about, you know, all of the wrongs that the American, you know, government specifically has done to African-Americans living in our country. And I think that they just they picked a very good window at it. And I love all the dialogue. I think it's uh, when you have Sam go back to Isaiah and, you know, he's out gardening and um, Sam Wilson's kind of doing his best Steve Rogers impression of, of <laughs> embodying the stars and stripes. Yes. <laughs> like like and he's killing it. Right. Like he's like, I'm hell. Yeah. I'm Captain America. Yes. Hell yeah. And uh, that like that part all plays great. And then the best is when he's like, oh, you don't break. He's like, never, not once. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and see this, you know, this exhibit telling his story, making sure that people know and understand um, his importance to the Captain America program. Yep, absolutely. I think they nailed it um, and yeah, put a nice bow on that part of the story. Um, yeah, I, I was definitely getting emotional again watching 
uh, Isaiah watch Sam be cap. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great scene. That was great. And like as he was giving his speech, I thought that was fantastically done. Um, and he's uh, kind of like old Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I, I guess that the idea is though, like he's still um, presumed dead. Right. Like he's just like this, this guy showing up at this exhibit. They don't know that. Correct. You know, right. Like, They're not going to retcon that he's alive. Right. And no. I think because that's his wishes. Right. But like, yeah, he, Sam wouldn't want to like mess with that. I think he but he wants to honor his legacy. And I think they did a great job showing that. Absolutely. And again, we could have used the sequence where these guys get paid. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about. We have a couple more things here, but a couple more things here, guys. Um, so uh, I, I really thought we would have gotten more Sarah. It, that was fine. The mm. ending cookout sequence looked awesome and fun. I want to eat all the food and hang out with everybody. Yes. <laughs> um, I definitely love the idea of, you know, Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan on a shrimping boat for the beginning of next season. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're just like out there, you know, living this kind of serene life. I think that that's, very cool and exciting. Yeah. Um, but the two things I want to talk about are um, the small illusion we get in the middle of the show, which we have not talked about, which I think Wyatt Russell was talking about, which is the throwaway line that I thought Captain America was on the moon. Oh. Um, blink and you'll miss it. Right. Um, right, right. So what do you think? Do you think uh, Steve's on the moon? It make a lot of sense. Uh, it, 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 well, okay. I mean, I think if we're going to talk about that, we're going to talk about this. So, um, earlier this week, we we heard that they were submitting this show as a drama series, partially probably not to compete with WandaVision. So yeah. everyone's speculating. Okay, hey, maybe this is not just one season. It could be season two. Obviously, if it's season two, may, I guess they changed the title to Captain America and the Winter Soldier fine but the the big news that dropped immediately following the show is that captain america 4 a film for the big screen like the old days is in development um with um the showrunner yeah, of the yeah. show uh, malcolm spellman so you know continuing this story i think so I, whether we get both i don't know that could be asking a lot but if captain america 4 is in development Steve Rogers popping back up does not seem out of the realm of possibility. And if Steve Rogers has some side mission now as, as old man, Steve, and he's working with Nick Fury, maybe there is a secret moon base. I'm down for that. <laughs> right. I, I think, I think it's all, I think all those things are true. I think that I do think Steve is on the moon. I think that's a great plot. <laughs> I Why? don't think he's dead. I don't know. Um, and I, you know, Again, we don't know what's going on with Cap with uh, MCU Phase Four. I think Captain America Four with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. You get both of those guys back. You have a really kick-ass movie. Yeah. What kind of movie that is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I think something that Marvel was doing very well in the early days of the MCU was genre mashing, genre blending. To say this is a Captain, this is a Captain America movie, but it's a '70s spy thriller. This is uh, a Thor movie, but it's an '80s action movie. This is a, um, you know, this is a Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's really more or less Star Wars. Like, Ant-Man, it's a, a heist A movie. heist movie. Yeah. Like, you have the, the cross-genre. So I'm curious to see what kind of genre mash they do for 
Sam Wilson's cap. Um, I think, you know, something that would have been interesting to see here, I think, would have been to take more of the approach of what they did with the Isaiah Bradley Captain America series and, and kind of pull back, show more of what happened in those days. If they didn't do that here, I don't think they'll do that in the movie. But right. I think that they're definitely what they're trying to do is put the the the, the pieces on the board to say that they're going to be back for another game. Right. Like it's not I don't think that we know, you know, the threat that that Sam will be fighting. Will it be Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Maybe. 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 We don't know. And um, uh, will, it, will it be more with Sharon? Uh, maybe. Could it have more to do with who she's talking to on the phone? Maybe. Uh, we also don't know how far out this is, right? Like, right. Is this next year? Is this three years away? Is this phase five, right? Like it, so maybe they have that show in the meantime, because a show is easier to to get off the ground than, uh, than a movie. Um, right. Well, back the original conversation you had was, so if they're going to submit this as a drama series, that is to say it's going to have another se- another season, right? That there's a lot of speculation, and they've also said that this show probably could go on in, in a different direction. Sure. Um, I think it definitely could, and I think that they established enough characters within this show to really make them exciting and very fun in season two, a la The Mandalorian, that sure. you have to introduce a lot of people and put them on the board before you can really make them do fun stuff. Right, and I think kind of like we said at the beginning of this episode um, – they they resolve the plot threads of the, the the flag smashers, but they there is a lot of like dot dot dot. Okay, what could be next? Because we have U.S. agent, we have Sharon's the power broker, Sam and and Bucky are kind of like fully formed new characters. They're in a better place in their relationship than they've ever been <laughs> with with you each know? other. Yeah, and, and <laughs> so uh, I love that. I, I, me too. Um, overall, I think. You know, it's interesting to see how they're playing with our expectations and, you know, making this new form of Marvel content. And I think that they definitely did a good job in terms of delivering week to week the action, the the excitement, the comedy. Um, I, I think where it's still tough, I think, is, you know, and, and maybe this is on us is to say that. You know, I thought there was going to be Avengers in this episode. I really did. And, and yeah, we didn't know, even have me, Don Cheadle back. He didn't even pop up (laughs) like to me like just having spider-man as a cg character catch the shield again oh my god the the cum on the stains of all the couches like but it just that but those but i also get it it takes away from sam it it takes takes away away from from wanda to have dr strange show up i get it yeah um I know they're, they're, I, gonna I, I had figure, a, they're gonna have to deal with that. I had a moment too where I was like, "Oh, who's gonna save the day?" Uh, you know, this bus is about to fall over the edge with all these hostages. John Walker and John Walker shows, uh, but then ultimately it's Sam, and it's like it needs to be Sam. So right, I, I think what, what we honestly what we need, and this is like something that's probably way too expensive and unrealistic. We need an Avenger to pop up like too late. <laughs> Like, imagine if Spider-Man showed up and was like, oh, that's oh, a great idea, Frank. <laughs> it's like, I'm here to save the day. Oh, you don't, we saved you, it. You don't need me. Oh, all right. You're late. Let's see you that, guys. Good to see you. Bye. Frank, that is that's genius. It's genius writing. You send that to Feige in an email right now. I bet you that's in the next movie. I swear to God. Um, or or that's to come. But we called it here for fo- here first, folks. So get it in. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Listen, I'm excited for a season two of this show. I think that, you know, 
we love the characters so much. I think that's what's different with this with Wanda was that we learned so much more about Wanda. Right. And that this show, we were going in knowing and loving these guys and them being the comic relief for the past couple movies and seeing their relationship kind of change and change after Steve. Um, you know, we had their big, their strongest episode was definitely episode five for sure. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, listen, they make great shit. We're going to keep watching. Um, it's so nice (laughs) to have a break. It's nice Um, to have a break for sure. Loki is, a uh, you know, it's not even next month. It's, it's in June. We've got some time. (laughs) We got some time we can hang. So that's what we're going to (laughs) do. Um, but we're still going to keep on track with our other project, which is Frank and I are doing the great rewatch as we are trying to knock off all of the movies that came out between 2008 and the current present time. Why are we doing that? Because Frank and I have been essentially doing this podcast in the backseat of a car or at the counter of the beach hut someplace. Um, and those are some stories that we're filling in. Mm-hmm. So recently we just did Captain America, the first Avenger, that movie still holds up this week or in the next two weeks, we're going to watch winter soldier and civil war. And, um, just kind of keep moving with that. So if you're interested in kind of following along with us, we are going in no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> For now, um, we, we decided to stick with the, the theme of Captain America, knock those films out. Uh, Civil War was super important to the formation of this podcast, so we want to get there soon. And then, yeah, start at, at, at Iron Man. Um, so then maybe that'll it'll make sense. <laughs> but, maybe, maybe, we'll get, maybe. I, I like the idea of just totally skipping around, though, just like we did with Bond, because that was very fun. True, true, um, true. Any final thoughts, Frank? Um, I like this show a lot. I think um, I may even rewatch this last episode uh, just to, to get a little bit more bearings on it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I think because of the way it ends, I want to see a season two now. Um, I think it's possible. Um, but yeah, maybe some of the the plot threads weren't as exciting as, uh, we had hoped, but the, I think the character development is really where this, this story shown. You hit the nail on the head with a hammer, my friend. So my, uh, followers, (laughs) <laughs> my listeners, my members, <laughs> my subscribers, thank you so much for listening to the podcast with us. We do so appreciate you guys. Please leave us a rating and review on any of the podcast apps that you're using. This helps us to get to new people, new people to discover us. Um, you can find our podcast on any of the streaming podcast apps, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play. You can check out our website, www.longlostheroes.net. You can send us an email, info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us at the socials at LLH podcast. Send us a tweet. Send us a thumbs up, an emoji, a gif. We don't give a shit. <laughs> um, Frank, thank you, my buddy. Thank you. It's been great. 151 great episodes. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Throw it down in the books. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone. And uh, we will be back very soon with uh, more coverage on the MCU. Um, but for now, we'll catch you sometime soon. Take it easy. Bye.